football fans, common sensors, podcast consumers. Welcome to another very exciting edition of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell to the Wall. This is episode 12, and I am your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. We got a lot of content on this fine Sunday. Uh, I don't know about everyone else, but it's currently 90-something degrees here in Los Angeles. It's hot to just walk outside. And in fact, I my wife cut my hair yesterday. Uh, this is the new hair cutting that I do, is my wife actually cuts it, which is fantastic. I'm all about it, uh, but literally, like, just standing in our backyard yesterday as my wife was cutting my hair, like, she finished, she's like, I'm going inside, it's too hot, and that, that was just, like, standing, cutting, it's, you know, and I can't complain, and especially, I know Joan's gonna listen to this, who's in Arizona, where it's like 120 degrees, so no, I get it, it's just, it's quite hot here, uh, I am happy to be in an air-conditioned studio, uh, yelling at a wall for, for all of you out there on this, this fine Sunday afternoon. All right, we always kick things off with our social plugs. You can keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, for episodes, whenever you so please, and you can do that in multiple locations. Uh, first one would be Facebook. We're currently live on Facebook with our live feed. Uh, I, yes, thank you, Paul. And Paul, <laughs> Paul is giving me a hard time about the haircut. Uh, the hair is still, it hasn't been cut up top. It's not looking quite as like high and fluffy today, uh, but, but it, it, the sides are at least a little better. As I told you before, Paul, I'm going to have a permanent headphone line like across my 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 top mohawk here because that's just how it is uh, but as i'm saying that speaking to paul on facebook facebook.com slash go tell to the wall uh, like our page check back often that's going to keep you up to date on all things go tell to the wall and uh, all things common sense sundays and, and everything that encompasses the go tell to the wall uh Media Empire. I love to call it a media empire, even though it's nowhere near that. Uh, you can, of course, subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Head over to YouTube, search Go Tell to the Wall, subscribe, and check back. <laughs> yes, it's my kid and play haircut. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> uh, and check back often for new videos. That's where you're going to find all of our live feeds. If you don't not a Facebook user, you don't want to watch them on Facebook Live, you can catch them a couple days later uh, after we go live with them. In addition to that, you're going to find all of our beer reviews, our Mental Health Mondays videos, Mental Health Playlist, Parenting Playlist, all that good stuff on YouTube. Uh, so make sure you're subscribed and you get notifications when new stuff is posted. Uh, and of course, we have SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That would be most the most important thing to remember. Bookmark it. Check back off in there. Uh, you're actually going to find links to all those things I just mentioned, as well as our Patreon campaign. Please, please help us out financially if you see fit to do so and you have the means to do so. Uh, every little bit helps to keep the studio running. If you're not familiar with Patreon, please, even if you're not going to support us, I always say check it out. You're, there are artists that you love and enjoy content from, uh, artists, musicians, broadcasters, all kinds of stuff on Patreon. So make sure you're, if you have the means to do it, uh, go on there and support people that are creating content for your, for your entertainment. Even if it's not, go tell it to the wall. I'm okay with that. Just support artists that are putting a lot of stuff out in the world for free, uh, much the way we do. You know, we, we get a little bit of sponsorship revenue, but outside of that, everything comes from Patreon. That's that's just uh, that's just where where we're at with go tell it to the wall, uh, and you can also follow my own Instagram account, which is SoCalShawn. That's right, SoCalShawn. S O S O C A L S E A N. I'm gonna get all kinds of cool pictures up there. Um, I do I do use the Instagram quite often, uh, as opposed to to Twitter. Like I can't even use the Twitter any. I'm so done. We're gonna talk about Twitter a little bit um, as we, as we move along here, but I'm so, I'm like so done with the Twitter. I, I can't do it anymore. 
All right, we had some new uh, Something's Not Right Studios content that came out this past week, a new suggestions video uh, featuring The Attack out of Orlando, Florida. I have mentioned them, uh, I believe I've mentioned them on an episode before, but if not, make sure you check out that video. Uh, it will be on the Something's Not Right Studios channel there on YouTube, and also check out The Attack uh, awesome band out of Orlando, and we are working on something new regarding the music suggestions, uh, and and really to increase user engagement. They're doing pretty well on the Something's Not Right Studios uh, channel there, uh, in collaboration with Go Tell It to the Wall, of course. Uh, but some new announcements coming down, and and I don't have details yet. We're still hashing all that out, but there we are going to implement a way for for you to actually submit. Uh, suggestions that you want me to talk about to recommend to other people. Uh, now, this could be a band that you really like, that especially if it's a lesser-known band like The Attack. I mean, we've talked about some big bands on suggestions, but like The Attack, uh, then you'll be able to submit those. Or even if you have your own personal band and, and you're able to submit some music to us and, and we can then promote it as long as it kind of fits into the suggestions mantra. Uh, and, of course, I'm a punk rock and a ska fan, so most of that is what comes out there. But we're we're going to be looking at all types of music. So some announcements coming uh, as far as that can that's concerned, and how you'll be able to submit um, suggestions for me to then use in the suggestions uh, in collaboration with something's not right studio studios. Uh, so some more more of that coming down the line. So keep an eye out for for uh, uh, announcements, and the, the best place to do that is going to be. Uh, on Facebook, most likely, that's where the announcements will come through. So make sure you you like our page, Go Tell It to the Wall, uh, as well as the Something's Not Right Studios uh, page, because you'll see announcements coming from there as well. Uh, and in the meantime, go check out all the new content uh, that is coming out of SNRS right now, uh, especially the stuff in collaboration with Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, still no webcam. Good lord, I don't. I just. I'm. I've been looking every day. Every day I'm looking at webcams, and I can, I can spend like twice as much and get one, I think, right now, but <laughs> I, I just can't bring myself to do it. And then on top of that, uh, which we're going to talk a little bit about, stuff's just not getting, I'm, I'm not even receiving things anymore, especially via the U.S. Postal Service, uh, and there's a reason for that that we're going to talk about, but uh, still no webcam. So as soon as I can get that webcam, there is, we're going to be able to do some great new things. Uh, it's just, I'm working on improving the studio, and it's it's going very, very slowly, simply because of the lack of webcams out there. <laughs> uh, so that's coming soon. I got, like, it, there's so many things that I'm trying to do, and, and a lot of it is just hinging on having a better setup, especially with with everyone using Zoom to record stuff now. Like, I just, it's not working with the current setup. It's just not. Uh, and especially when it comes to Facebook. Facebook's just kind of a pain. All right, digital trends. Oh, man. So the Twitter hacker was caught. If you're not familiar with this, like a week a week ago, maybe two weeks, uh, somebody had hacked Twitter and had hacked all these verified accounts, like literally Barack Obama and all these, these public figures, uh, to the point where Twitter like shut down verified accounts for half a day. And it was nuts. This is, these are, this is part of the reason why I just I can't get behind Twitter it's like everyone lives and dies by Twitter. They, they don't know what to do if Twitter's down. And, and that's people were literally freaking out because verified accounts were were cut off for a few hours there. Didn't know what to do. Didn't know what to do. And it was this whole big controversy like, oh, my God, someone hacked Twitter. And we're not talking about somebody hacked Twitter and, and stole personal information. We're talking someone hacked Twitter and tweeted out a bunch of stuff where clearly if you see this, you're going to go, oh, no, this isn't normal. Somebody hacked this, this platform and is sending this stuff out. 
Nobody nobody got their information stolen. It wasn't like social security numbers stolen or anything. But of course, everyone freaks out. And then we get word this past week, like past few days actually, uh, that they found the hacker. It's a teenager from Florida who has been arrested uh, for this Twitter hack. So for those of you keeping track at home, especially here in the United States, uh, we have found the teenager that basically played a prank on a fucking social platform. He's in jail now. He's been arrested. However, the killers of Breonna Taylor are still walking around. So if you were curious about priorities in this country, Twitter is more important than murderers walking around on the street. That's just the country we live in. And it's black and white. It's right there. There was so, so much concern about finding this hacker. who basically, It basically played a prank. It's a prank. But we're doing nothing about someone who was murdered. Nothing. One of them did get fired, I believe. Still no justice. But don't worry, everyone, because we got the Twitter hacker. He's in jail. Your Twitter is safe. Your blue check mark is safe. Because that's priorities in this country. Honest to God. <laughs> uh, there's a hashtag going around. Uh, hashtag dear former classmates. And this is essentially people getting revenge. I am all about this. I can get behind this. Personally, I don't really have anything to to put out there. Uh, I, I wasn't like the most popular guy in high school. But I was popular enough where I had a lot of friends. And I, I didn't really get made fun of for things. I was a bit of an athlete and all this other stuff. So I, like, I don't really need revenge on my classmates, but I do know, I, I, I know people are out there that could use a little revenge on their classmates. Uh, the only, the one thing, and I've talked about it on the podcast before, really on, uh, on go tell it to the wall. I, I, I could get a little bit of rev, but see, there wouldn't even be revenge. When I was in middle school, uh, I, I was definitely the poor kid at my private school. Like not the poor, not the poorest, but I, I was not one of these rich kids. And, and, uh, because I didn't have the newest things all the time. Uh, there were times where I was made fun of, didn't have the coolest shoes, didn't have the new Nikes. You know, all this other junk. And, you know, I'm, I'm out there wearing Vans Authentics. <laughs> like, and everyone's like, no, where's, where's, your, where's your Jordans? I'm like, I don't care about Jordans. So outside of that, I, I don't have anything to share with that. Uh, but if you're someone that does have something to share, uh, please use that hashtag and, uh, and check it out. Because it's, it's, this is one of those things where I, I feel like it can go on the border of, of just being mean and drudging up old stuff. Uh, or just, just kind of being fun and, and lighthearted. So, kind of tread lightly with this one, I would say, or, or utilize it if, uh, if that's something you want to do yourself. Uh, hashtag hockey is back. That's right. Hashtag hockey is back. The NHL came back yesterday. Uh, for those of you that aren't sports fans, it's, uh, it's, it's exciting for me. I'm actually wearing my Boston Bruins shirt. Uh, they are currently playing. I was a little bit late getting in the studio today because I was watching some of the game, but then had to get in here to, uh, to record. Uh, but hashtag hockey is back. We'll see how it goes. This is, we've been talking about sports coming back and everything else, and we're going to talk a little bit about baseball. Oh my God, we're going to talk about some baseball uh, and, and the, what they're dealing with with COVID. Uh, but the difference for those of you not super into sports, hockey is actually in the bubble that I've talked about, much like the NBA basketball, uh, whereas baseball is not. So, and hockey is not only in a bubble, but they're playing in a bubble in Canada, in Canada, which is pretty cool. Um, so hopefully that's going to help them uh, be able to actually finish the season. We'll see. Uh, and last thing I'll say on that is uh, is go Beast because I need to see uh, need to see Bruins maybe bring home a cup in this this weird wonky season that we're having. Uh, hashtag save USPS. Hashtag save USPS. That's right. You've probably seen this one floating around, and we've been talking about it for quite a while. Uh, really, months ago this kind of started, but it's gotten worse over the past few weeks uh, because. 
this is something that's underreported, and I, I am not equipped to really explain this to everyone out there that is listening to this, you know, whether live or after the fact. I, I, I don't have that expertise, but I will say this is something that's being completely underreported, and uh, if you're not aware of what's going on with this, you, you need to make yourself aware. This isn't one of those things that, you you know, if, if you don't follow the news, it's whatever. This is something that everyone in the United States of America should be aware of and should be doing everything they can to help prevent because we are looking at the dismantling of the United States Postal Service right now. In fact, I mentioned, I think it was before I actually went on to record, uh, I mentioned that I'm, I'm not even getting packages anymore. I'm just, just not even getting packages anymore. I'm going to talk about that in COVID updates because uh, I have been, and, and this this is not me complaining. Um, I There's a couple packages that I have been waiting on that are not imperative things. Uh, but when we get to COVID updates, there is a particular package that I've been waiting a week and a half for, uh, which is very much imperative to my well-being and has literally changed my life and lifestyle uh, because of not being able to receive packages. Uh, so please, please, please make yourself aware. Uh, and for those of you that, that are maybe scoffing at this, like, ah, we don't need the U.S. Postal Service uh, do some research on this and see what is happening right now uh, and, and literally the, the purposeful dismantling of, of the Postal Service. Uh, but on top of that, understand the differences in pricing because a lot of people just say, oh, well, I'll just use FedEx or UPS. Look at Just go Google the difference in pricing uh, for sending a letter via U.S. Postal Service or, or a birthday card because you might be like, I don't send letters. You send birthday cards. Grandma needs a birthday card. You know, send a Mother's Day card to your mother. These things still have to go. Look at the difference in sending that via USPS versus FedEx or UPS. Uh, or I don't, I don't think consumers can use DHL anymore. It's really business. But any of those other carriers, look at the cost difference there. And then also think about, depending what you're into, maybe you're into sports and you buy sports memorabilia. Maybe you're into comic books and you buy comics and comic memorabilia. Maybe you're into music like myself and you buy records and you buy uh, band merchandise. All of these record companies, especially the, the companies that are sending out media like vinyl and stuff, they are going to get hit incredibly hard if the USPS goes away. And in a selfish way, think about it like this. You're going to be spending more on product that you enjoy having shipped to your house, regardless of being in a pandemic. So it's incredibly important. Please, everyone out there, educate yourselves. I am not equipped to really explain the severity of the situation, but it is incredibly important for everyone in this country. Really internationally, too, to an extent, uh, because like I don't get a ton of international mail, but Royal Mail coming from the UK, then it comes through Royal Mail, then comes through the USPS. And I do get some of that because I like quite a few bands that are in the UK there. So I, that, if, even if you think of it in a selfish way, that's what you're going to be dealing with. Uh, but to, to kind of improve your, 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 your uh, morale here, another hashtag that is trending is hashtag Trump is losing. Hashtag Trump is losing because the Orange Menace is really spiraling uh, somewhat out of control right now. And, and it seems that everyone is reporting and everyone knows that he is he is not doing well in the polls and he he's kind of unraveling. And in fact, we're seeing and, you know, we don't get super political on the pot on this podcast, just the common sense stuff. But we are seeing a lot of Republicans and GOP supporters uh, actually backing away from the Orange Menace now because they know that this this could could mean the end for them as well uh, and their political careers if, if they're still backing the Orange Menace, which is which is pretty wild to, to see. Now, all of that being said, uh, I will believe it when I see it in November because uh, anyone that, that was alive four years ago, you remember the poll numbers around this time in 2016, and it 
if if you believe those poll numbers, there was no way we were getting to the point we are now. So I'll believe it when I see it in November. Uh, hopefully he he is actually done. Uh, but you know who knows? <laughs> Crazier things have happened. The guy the guy was elected once, and I wouldn't put it past this country to elect them again. Unfortunately. All right, COVID updates. The numbers here are continuing to climb in Los Angeles. Uh, and in fact, unfortunately, here in L.A., we had uh, the first the first child uh, die from COVID complications. I believe it was a teenager. Um, so now we are really seeing the effects of this. Uh, and, and again, bringing it back to sports, we're seeing more and more through research and, and, and everything else, uh, the long-term effects of COVID. There is a pitcher for the Boston Red Sox, happens to be my baseball team, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, uh, who had a bout with COVID a couple months ago. And now he's dealing with heart problems, most likely linked uh, to his COVID. COVID infection, and he will not be able to play baseball this year. Now, hopefully he's able to recover, uh, but he's not going to be able to play baseball. And and people still think it's a hoax. We're still living in a world where people think this is a hoax. I, 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 I don't know what else can be done at this point to get people to believe that this is real. This is real. We're nowhere near coming out of it. And until we all come together and, and agree that this is real and that we need to take real precautions and steps as a society and as a community and as a country, we're not going to get to the end of it. Now, there's no point in arguing with people that say it's a hoax. Honestly, I don't think you're going to get anywhere with that. But we got to come together. And even if you can't change minds, just do everything you can in your personal life for your family and your household, whatever it might be in your community, and then build from there. And in fact, we're seeing it with baseball. Like I said, not only Eduardo Rodriguez, but baseball season uh, started up just over a week ago. They had opening days. Uh, it took it took baseball about four days until they had a serious outbreak within the league. Uh, the Miami Marlins, the, the Marlins that play in Miami, uh, they had, I believe they're up to 22 positive test results now, like 17 of those being baseball players, the other ones being coaches and trainers and stuff. Uh, and then that has has kind of gone out to other teams. We're seeing it in St. Louis. Uh, we saw it in Philadelphia. Uh, and, and it's just going to continue to grow. And part of the reason there is I said from the beginning, I, I don't know that any sports are going to be able to finish, but without going into a bubble and keeping yourselves quarantined away from the rest of the world and the rest of the country, you, there's no way you can finish. And we're seeing that with baseball. It took three or four days until there was a serious outbreak. And now the season is in question. And don't get me wrong, I love baseball, but I don't think it's the most important thing that has to happen right now. But it's also common sense. Which also brings us to football. The NFL in this country thinks that they are going to start on time and they're going to have a full season and they're going to play in their home stadiums and they're not going to quarantine and they're not going to be in bubbles or anything else. I was actually having a discussion with with a couple friends that I, I do this stupid fantasy football. I'm not really into it, but I play it. It's fun. You know, I half pay attention to it. I was like, you guys really think the, the season's going to happen? And they're like, ah, I think it'll start, but, you know, get a, get a few weeks in. And it's like, it took baseball four days, four days to have a serious outbreak with a couple of different teams. And even if you're not super familiar with baseball, you've, you've seen it. Baseball players are so, are, they are socially distanced for an entire game. Except for the batter standing near the catcher, everyone out in the field, they're, they're distant. For those of you not familiar with football, uh, a bunch of guys line up on a line a couple inches away from each other and then smash into each other every single play of the game. Yeah, that's going to work real well. No outbreaks from that. Good job, guys. Just with the common sense. The common sense. So we'll see what happens with the NHL and the NBA. I think the baseball season is done and the NFL is going to 
going to come to a hard decision here. And uh, But the bottom line is I don't think sports is that important right now. I do feel for the, the guys that don't make a ton of money, and that is their career, and they're trying to support a family. But sports, just it's simply not that important right now. Uh, I will say there are a couple of good things that have come from COVID, and I, I haven't talked about it yet, uh, but I, this is just for me personally. I, I've, I've been a nail biter really since I can remember, since I was a little kid, bitten my nails you know, on and off throughout my entire life. And, of course, my, my mental illness and my OCD uh, and anxiety add to that. It's, it's always been a thing. But here's the thing. My, as much as it was hard for me to not do that for my entire life, I am almost 40 years old, uh, ever since COVID, when they said, don't touch your face, wash your hands all the time, I have stopped biting my nails. I stopped biting my nails in March, and uh, the nails on my hands have never looked this good in my entire life. So there's one good thing, uh, but I will say as much as this other thing is a good thing, it's been a bit of a struggle for me. Uh, Now, because shipments are not coming through, uh, I actually, I was a full-time smoker until five years ago. I quit smoking uh, the day I married my wife. Quit smoking regular cigarettes. I moved on to those e-cigs, you know, the vapes. Now, don't get me wrong, and especially if people are watching this and they're like, I've seen you at a show having a real cigarette. Yes, occasionally I will have a real cigarette, and especially for eight days in the desert uh, when I'm I'm out there going to Burning Man, I I, I will put away some cigarettes, but for the most part, I've quit, uh, and I've moved on to the e-cigs. Uh, that was about 15 years of smoking. That was about five years ago. I'm about a 20-year smoker, full-time smoker. You know, not the occasional cigarette in high school at a party. Been about a, been a full-time smoker for about 20 years. Uh, and I've been ordering the cartridges for my my Jewel. My, you know, you see the kids with their Jewel or whatever. Uh, I don't think it's cool. It was just my way of smoking nicotine. My cartridges uh, were supposed to arrive a week and a half ago. A week and a half ago. Uh, 20 years of smoking nicotine. 20 years. And had to... More or less quit the smoking cold turkey. Now, thank God, and honest, and my wife will, will is also thankful for this, uh, you can get the little Nicorette lozenges, you can hear that, on, uh, on Amazon. <laughs> so I ordered some Nicorette lozenges, and this is actually helping me immensely uh, because I, I am a nicotine addict. This is one thing, and I've, I've, I've tried a lot of things throughout my life. I do enjoy recreational marijuana as well as medical marijuana, uh, but smoking is just the one thing where I and I tell teenagers like just don't start it because it is a, it is it is terrible. You're not going to be able to put it down. Uh, but I've been forced to quit smoking nicotine, and now I have these things. So let's see how long uh, these little lozenges. I'm I'm gonna try, I, like I'm gonna get rid of all of it. Maybe have an occasional cigarette at a show. <laughs> I do enjoy like going out. I mean, you go out on the patio at a, at a trashy venue. Uh, after a set, and you're just you're sweaty and hot, and it's like, oh, yeah, cigarette does sound good. That is the occasion uh, that that uh, that I do enjoy a cigarette. So so that's probably still going to happen a bit, uh, but we're not going to shows anytime soon. So in the meantime, nicotine lozenges. God, thank God for Nicorette. All right, parenting. I want to talk about a little bit of a personal milestone for me, my household, my family. Yesterday, uh, we decided to have family movie night. It's something we do. I don't want to say every weekend, but, you know, every other weekend or so, we'll have a movie night. We watch a lot of Frozen 2 in this house, a lot of Frozen, a lot of uh, other Disney movies. Well, last night, uh, my wife decided, you know what? Uh, She hasn't seen, my my three-year-old hasn't seen the Muppet movie yet. So I said, it's brilliant. Let's watch the Muppet movie. I'll tell you, last night we watched the Muppet movie. Two things I will tell you. If you have a young kid and you haven't seen the Muppet movie, like, since the 80s, (laughs) See, I know. Thank you, Paul. See, Paul, Paul, you're just you're gonna keep me 
level-headed and keep me off the smoking. I'm, I'm going to rely on you, Paul. Paul of Zombie Teeth Clothing is, is telling me no smoking. It is a terrible, disgusting habit. Uh, but as I was saying, if you haven't seen the Muppet movie since the 80s, I would use a little bit of caution with young children. There's nothing terrible, but there are a few things where my wife turned to me and she goes, ah, maybe mm, not really terrible things. Just just have a little bit of caution. We're not talking curse words and all this other stuff, but, you know, silly things where you're like, ah, maybe not the most appropriate for a three-year-old, but fine. Uh, you know, it is what it is. But for me personally, I mean, my playa name, my nickname is the Magical Muppet. Uh, partly because of my obsession with the Muppets, also partly because of my little big sister, Juliet, and, and creating that nickname for me. But I have a Muppet obsession. I have since I was a kid. Uh, so sharing this with that with my three-year-old yesterday uh, was definitely a milestone for me personally. Absolutely. Uh, I, I'll be honest, I might have gotten a little teary-eyed. Uh, especially, you, you forget the way the film opens, too. And it's just, it opens with Kermit. I mean, not the open-open, but the open of the film. If you're familiar with it, you know what I'm talking about. And it's Kermit in the Swamp, and he's singing that song, and it gets me a little bit every damn time. Every damn time. Uh, the challenge, I'm, I'm still dealing with the same challenge with my three-year-old. Uh, but it's been interesting, because over the past few weeks, I've noticed that it's been a bit of an extra challenge for my wife. And I, I kind of started realizing what was going on. See, in my house, I am, I am a stay-at-home dad. Uh, I do this part-time. I host live events part-time. I you know do this podcast and everything else, and... It's all, it's all part-time for me. I'm a full-time stay-at-home dad. My wife works full-time. Uh, so, so my kid's not used to her being home as much. Well, over the past four or five months, my wife is home a lot. She's taken over my studio to work all day. That's why we have moved to Common Sense Sundays instead of our old usual Thursday night. Uh, but I've realized that my three-year-old is actually putting her through some challenges that I was dealing with previously being the primary stay-at-home parent. And it got me realizing that other people are probably dealing with this as well. And it's not crazy stuff. It's just like I will see her push back and fuss about certain things with my wife that it's like, well, she used to, she was doing that with me like a year ago. But she, she kind of knows she's done pushing me and now she's working on my wife. Uh, so I think patience is key. And if this is something you're experiencing, I am not a parenting expert. I talk about my own experiences. If this is something you're experiencing, uh, there's a chance that that is, is partly to do with it. So keep that in mind. And patience. It, patience is key because we're all going through it. Even a, even a young child, my three-year-old, she, it, 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 it's challenging being stuck at home all the time and trying to give them activity and trying to explain to a three-year-old, you know, there's a virus out there. And now it's, now that she's understanding there's a virus, she kind of goes to the window and she goes, where's the virus? Where's the virus? And I'm like, we can't see the virus. And then it's funny because my wife, you know, she, my wife goes to the grocery store every two weeks to stock up on stuff. And my my kid will go, hey, well, you can't go to the grocery store. The virus is out there. And it's like, no, we're going to use caution. It's all good. We're going to be extra cautious. And, and it's just, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. The pa And patience is key. And, and trying to keep them uh, occupied. I think I've talked about the, the Kiwi boxes before. Highly recommend that one if you're a parent. Um, we just had one come yesterday. Uh, so after my kid gets up from her nap, we're going to go have some special... Uh, daddy-daughter time, and we're going to go through that box and do all the little activities in there. So th that's that's a that's another um, another way to keep your kids occupied and and keep them stimulated, especially uh, with being stuck at home the majority of the time right now. All right, mental health. Uh, I didn't talk much about mental health last week, and I want I, I don't have a lot of in-depth stuff, but there is something I've talked about before, uh, and, and I want to talk about it again, and that is the importance of of lifting each other up. 
And, and the reason I've, I've ta- like I said, I've talked about this, but I, I want to bring it up, not necessarily for anyone out there that, that doesn't deal with mental illness or mental health problems or anxiety, uh, but those of you that, that may know other people. I've said from the beginning of this podcast, I, it doesn't matter who you are, where you live, uh, you know somebody, and maybe they're not in your family necessarily, but you know somebody that deals with a mental illness. This, it's a fact. You you come in contact, maybe not right now because you're not in contact with people right now, but you, you come in contact with someone who deals with mental illness. And that doesn't mean you have a huge responsibility to help them, to actively help them, but it is something to always keep in mind. Because for those of us that deal with mental health problems, sometimes we need a rock or an anchor, which is a very common uh, image used when it comes to mental illness, an anchor. To keep you grounded. And chances are, you could be listening to this and somebody thinks of you as their anchor and not even proactively thinks of you as their anchor because there's nothing you do, there's nothing they do specifically, but it's just being someone that they reach out to. And I'm not saying they're going to reach out to you and talk about their problems. It may just, they're reaching out to you to talk about something you have in common, a common interest, new music, a new movie, whatever it might be. And without even knowing it, you're actually helping that person. And that's the importance of of friends and relationships, whether it's a serious, in-depth, deep relationship or it's just a very casual acquaintance relationship, but you talk about something, you know, that you have in common, whatever it might be. Keep that in mind, especially right now. I've said it from the beginning of this whole pandemic. Check on your friends. Check on your family. You don't have to actively be like, hey, what's wrong with you? But just check on them. Yeah, did you? I uh, I got it. I I started watching that one, but I haven't gotten through it. Paul, I'm catching up. Paul was actually actually guested on the Punksylvania uh, podcast and uh, was talking about some mental health stuff. I'm I've I've I'm only like five minutes into that Punksylvania. It's it's hard to keep up with all of them. Um, and I was actually saving Punksylvania podcast for next week's recommendation. Uh, but since it's come up, check out Punk, the Punksylvania podcast and and really their blog and everything else coming out of there. Uh, they they do some great stuff, and there was some specific mental health stuff uh, on the last episode, which just dropped, I think it just dropped a few days ago, but Paul would have been recording it like last week and then edited and actually, uh, actually put out there, so check that one out. Um, and then uh, also Punk Rock Saves Lives, which is a non-profit, I've mentioned them on this podcast previously, uh, but they're really doing some great things. It is a nonprofit, uh, obviously revolving around punk rock. Uh, there's a lot of people and bands that are involved with that and, uh, and, and the punk rock community. Uh, but they, they're also doing, uh, and speci- that's why I specifically put it in here, here in mental health. They're doing these PMA sessions, uh, which, which is mostly res- revolving around mental health, uh, and, and talking to, to people, uh, that either have, have problems, uh, have been in the industry, whatever it might be, and, and the challenges that they have faced. Uh, so I think overall check out Punk Rock Saves Lives, but if you're also looking for, uh, more mental health content, uh, this would be one about, uh, one to check out. I'm really eager to check that out, Paul. It, it's, it's literally like, it's, it, if I open up my YouTube on my phone, it's sitting there. I just, I, it's hard. It's hard to get through um, uh, longer podcasts like Punksylvania, although I, I'm almost caught up on Zombie Teeth. I'm a, still a couple episodes behind, but I'm almost caught up. Although I think I did skip ahead and when you had the, the Punksylvania ladies on, I'm, I did listen to that one. Uh, but please, please check out Punk Rock Saves Lives. Uh, and then in addition to the, the P 
PMA, positive mental attitude uh, aspect of it. They're actually doing a whole all throughout the month of August celebrating badass women uh, as, as part of their, their campaign because I, August is, is women's month. Uh, so they have a whole campaign, hashtag badass women. Uh, so check that out as well. They kicked that off yesterday with uh, some live performances uh, over on their uh, over on their um, Facebook page. So, so check out Punk Rock Saves Lives overall. Uh, highly, highly recommend them. Even if you're not, if you're into punk rock, you should be following Punk Rock Saves Lives. Even if you're not into punk rock, um, it's just a great nonprofit to, to keep up with and see that the, the great things that they are doing uh, within the community. Um, just fantastic things coming out of uh, Punk Rock Saves Lives. All right, I've got a few entertainment things, uh, and then we're going to wrap it up for episode 12 here of Common Sense Sundays. Speaking of live performances yesterday, I know, Paul, you were on there. We were we were going back and forth on that a bit, but uh, uh, the Slackers actually put together a big live performance, a ticketed live performance, I will tell you, well worth the $10, well worth the price of admission. Uh, now, of course, I'm a Slackers fan, but Barstool Preachers also were featured on this live stream. That was my main motivation to check them out. Uh, and I also found a, a new band that I wasn't, I'd heard of them, but wasn't real familiar with them. Uh, and that would be Catbite, a, a ska band out of Philadelphia. Uh, the Pie Tasters also played as part of that live stream. Uh, it did happen yesterday, but if you're interested, you're a fan of any of those bands, you can actually still go purchase the live stream uh, and you can watch it. I, I, they, were, they had it up for like 48 hours after it went. So you probably have a whole nother day. Uh, to, to go there and purchase the stream and check it out. Um, definitely recommend it, especially it's just if you're a music fan in general, uh, check it out. Well worth the $10, uh, but especially if you're a fan of any of those particular bands. Um, I think TJ's, uh, yeah, Catbite was so good. I, I, I was not su- real familiar with Catbite, and, and they were so good. I'm like, oh, man, new, new band. And that's what's great about these streams is I always I go on it. Like, that's how I found the attack was very recently on, on a stream. I was like, oh my gosh, these guys are great. Um, and then I will say, not a huge fan of TJ's uh, Soul Patch, but I, 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 I caught on to what they were going for there. So, so check that out uh, as well. And, I am, and like, like you, Paul, I'm, I'm getting used to the fluffier hair on, on TJ. I think he should keep it. He definitely should keep it. All right. Um, this, one is, this one's just for me. But I wanted to share this because I know a lot of people out there are looking for content, uh, being stuck at home as much as we are right now. Uh, I found a new show on Netflix. It's not a Netflix show, uh, but Netflix has the entire series on there. There's five seasons of this series, and it is a show called, wait for it, The Adventures of Merlin. That's right, that Merlin from the Arthurian uh, legends and stories and King Arthur, everything else. Uh, It's a show that was out came out in like 2008. It's not a new show, uh, but it was a random show that I had found because I was kind of looking for something new to watch. Uh, and, and what I will say, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and be like, everyone needs to watch this show. I will say, if you were a King Arthur fan uh, like I was, I grew up a like big time King Arthur fan, uh, very much into like medieval knights and stuff. That, that was just kind of what I was into as a kid. Loved King Arthur. I watched Excalibur, that Excalibur, uh, at a... Uh, at, at a uh, very young age. <laughs> I was too young to be watching that Excalibur, but if you're familiar with it, you know uh, you, you know what I'm talking about. So wait, let me see. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure he did. It, that's the thing. The Soul Patch fits TJ, but it's also like, I don't know that I'm a fan of it, but I also do appreciate that TJ just kind of like does his thing. <laughs> He's like, ah, whatever. I mean, who doesn't love that? You got to love someone that does that. 
Uh, but again, check out Merlin uh, on Netflix if if you're an, if you're a King Arthur fan. It, it's it's gonna hit, kind of hit all the all the parts that you're looking for, and and especially if you're starving for for some extra entertainment because I'm enjoying it. it. It's a little cheesy, but it's like the perfect amount of cheesy. Uh, and you're also going to see some some stars in the, like popping up in there because I was like, ah, who's the main characters are not necessarily stars, uh, but I, I will say John uh, John Hart, uh, I believe Sir John Hart, I believe he was knighted, uh, but a, he, like award winning actor uh, is is uh, plays a part in it as well. So check that one out. All right, last thing I want to leave you with in entertainment is uh, simply a rest in peace and a tip of the cap uh, to the great Wilford Brimley. That's right, Wilford Brimley passed away yesterday at 85. Um, not super young, but not super old either. I, you know, 85 these days, you look at it and you say, I mean, my, my wife's grandmother's 97 and still still going strong. So, you know, I wouldn't say too young, but but not, not old enough, uh, Wilford Brimley. And everyone's sitting out there going, Wilford Brimley, why does that sound familiar? Uh, just Google him. You, once you see his face, you're going to go, ah, ah. He was also the Quaker Oats guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, and he was, and that's the funny thing is I was on a Zoom like game night last night uh, with my wife and some, you know, my wife and I are sitting here in the living room, some other friends of ours, uh, and I, I just happened to look down at my phone and it said Wilford Brimley passed away, and I was like, oh man, Wilford Brimley passed away, and one of my friends who's on the Zoom goes, is is he the diabetes guy? <laughs> I was like, yes, he is the diabetes guy among many other things, but yes, he's the diabetes guy. He's one of those guys. Y- the name probably rings a bell for you, but as soon as you see his face, you're like, oh, yeah, I've seen tons of things with, with him in it. Uh, so rest in peace, Wilford Brimley. Thank you for uh, for all the great things you brought us over the years, and, and thank you for a uh, the diabetes campaign, which apparently that's what a lot of people are going to remember him for, even though he was in plenty of other things. All right. On that note, I'm I'm done. I, I, like, I, I've changed my lifestyle here. I don't have nicotine to smoke. I've got to... So I'm, I'm feeling kind of weird, but I think in the long run it's going to be good. Shouldn't smoke. Uh, it's bad for you anyway, so hopefully I'm done with the smoking until I go to a show. What's go- The challenge is going to like shows in general, but I'm going to go to Punk Rock Bowling next year, and that's going to be the big challenge. It's like, can I not smoke a cigarette? Because I, I like a cigarette at a show is very nice. Uh, and if you've ever been to Las Vegas, you know, like everybody just smokes in Vegas. It's kind of like Burning Man. Like everybody smokes at Burning, it's just I, I've run run across so many people I know in in the default world at Burning Man. I'm like, you're smoking? And they're like, yeah, it's Burning Man. Like, all right, that's that's what we do here at Burning Man. Everybody smokes cigarettes. Uh, all right, so that's gonna be interesting. On that note, not smoking nicotine anymore. Uh, that is gonna do it for episode 12 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, I am your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Paul from Zombie Teeth Clothing, thank you as always. It's a pleasure uh, to have you on the the stream here. We're going to work on some interview stuff like at some point here. Once I can get the setup a little better, we can we can do some more collaborative stuff. Uh, and especially with make sure you're checking out Something's Not Right Studios as well. Uh, on that note, we will be back next week. Same wall place, same wall time. And until then, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, remember, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and especially... No matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense.